0: Okra, the gift that never stops giving. With a seemingly inexhaustible list of uses that extend beyond food to even hair and skincare. okra is one crop whose value remains largely untapped, with limitless potential bound only by the limits of one's imagination. If you have ever experienced the joy of crunching on a mouthful of deep-fried okra, the comfort of a slippery, slurpy, warm bowl of okra soup and fufu or the party in your mouth that is the New Orleans gumbo? Well, my friend, you have Africa to thank for that. On this episode of the Changing Narratives Africa podcast, we take a virtual tour of the kitchens and farms across our beloved continent to learn about the real origins of okra and its place in the global food landscape. My name is Natalie Sifuma,
1: and I'm Lesmi
0: Rungu. Welcome to Changing Narratives Africa. Here's a bit of an okra trivia for you. Did you know that the word okro is a derivative of the name the Igbos of Nigeria gave to this wonder plant? Here's what they call it
1: Okoro. Honestly, that's new, but I know it bears many different names across the world. It's okra in America, ladies' fingers in Britain, kimbombo in Spanish, kiabo in Portuguese, and okara in Hindi.
0: Here's another bit of an okra trivia for you. Did you know that while many people across the world consider okra a vegetable, it's actually a fruit?
1: I won't lie. I can't imagine eating okra the same way I'd eat any other fruit. But regardless... Okra's nutritional value is unquestionable. Mm -hmm. You see, many people may be unaware of how nutritious okra is. From vitamin C to proteins, okra has it all.
0: Mm, Now that is something. Many fruits and vegetables are not particularly great sources of protein, and that's what makes okra unique. By the way, Leslie, have you tasted okra before?
1: Not yet. But that's why I'm excited about this episode. I'd like to learn how it's prepared and maybe... Enjoy a bowl afterwards.
0: Well, let's make that happen, shall we? <laughs> to understand the culinary art of preparing okra, we spoke to Ndidi Okonkwo Nunelli, founder of African Food Changemakers.
2: Yeah, so okra is really a treasured vegetable in West Africa. And in Nigeria in particular, it's widely popular amongst the Igbo people and the Yoruba people, um, as well as a lot of other ethnic groups. Um, In terms of how it's consumed, I'm Igbo. And okra is a big part of our soups, what we call stew in the American context, but we call it a soup. It's basically um, a thick, leafy, rich uh, soup that serves as the basis for lunch or dinner. And it's consumed with either gari or pounded yam or fufu um, on the side. But this is such a, a big part of our daily life. Uh, okra soups, so seafood okra, you can put seafood in, you can put meat, goat meat, uh, beef, um, fish, or you can combine everything into the seafood okra. In Irobaland, which is southwestern Nigeria, okra is eaten a little differently. Um, it's actually ground up and um, made into almost like um, a paste that's combined with stew, uh, which is a red stew, and then also eaten with either amala or um, fufu, uh, any kind of fufu, but it's made in listen differently from how the Igbos or Southeastern Nigeria make it with seafood um, just sliced up uh, where the okra is still very visible. So every community, every culture has a different way of eating okra, but it's such an important vegetable in our lives and such a critical component of our daily diet.
1: Looks like Nigeria is a place to be to learn and tantalize your taste buds with different okra meals.
0: That's true. And then there's also New Orleans, the city on the Mississippi River that's known for gumbo, a thick stew that has okra as one of its key ingredients. I just discovered that there's even an annual gumbo festival that brings together many people who want to enjoy food and music. And there's a whole buffet of different types of gumbo prepared in different ways.
1: Bright blessed days, dark sacred nights, and I think to myself, what a wonderful world.
0: Africans and African-Americans have a strong and special bond with this okra, a fact which takes us back to a rather dark time in history, but at the same time demonstrates the power of food in connecting people in ways that we are only just beginning to understand. It dates back to the transatlantic slave trade era in the 16th century. As West African slaves crossed the Atlantic Ocean to America, their beloved okra came with them. It was through this process that okra made its way from West Africa to the US, where it's now a staple and readily available in most grocery stores. It is thought that okra might have originated in ancient Egypt where it was grown along the Nile, or in Ethiopia, where it's known by any of three names, Kinkase, Adeha, bamia. Oh,
1: I didn't know that Ethiopia also claims the okra plant.
0: Well, <laughs> they do. But I believe we can all agree that it was the West Africans who spread it to America and the rest of the world through the transatlantic trade. of the land area on which okra grows is right here in Africa, which is by no means surprising considering the continent's role in putting okra on the global map in the first place. Benin, Nigeria, Sudan, Ethiopia and Kenya are some of the countries known for high-quality okra. And that's because it's a warm-weather crop that can grow on a wide variety of soils. Another interesting fact about okra is that all its parts are useful for a variety of purposes. The stem, the leaves, and even the seeds. There is no wastage of its value. To shed more light on this incredibly useful plant, we spoke with Matthew Ayonan of the World Vegetable Center
1: okra we use uh, okra all the parts of the plants are, are used from the leaves the stem you use the leaves as uh, the tundra leaves are used as vegetable the tundra pods are used as vegetable the dry seeds are used uh you can pound them and use it you can also uh, extract oil from the seed which is something very interesting and uh, the stem can be used in pulp paper industry or or even as uh, fuel in uh, firewoods. So when we look at all those uh, traits, I mean all those usage, uh, I feel that in Africa, we are still not uh, adding a lot of values on on our okra. We mainly focus on the leaves and uh, the pots. And the good news is whatever the okra type you have, you will still have a market segment to uh, be able to sell your okra on the market.
0: For anyone interested in growing okra, maximum care is paramount. This is because the okra plant is highly susceptible to pests and diseases, and quite often many farmers might only realise the risk after investing.
1: That is why Matthew and his team have been working on improved seed varieties that are more resilient and adaptable. Their efforts have begun to bear fruit, with new and improved okra varieties being introduced to the African soil. The seeds are the result of intensive studies to identify the best varieties based on market demand and farmers' preferences. It is now a matter of bringing more actors on board to ensure the seeds get to as many African farmers as possible.
0: I agree. It's all about our changemakers, the small and medium scale entrepreneurs who are at the centre of it all.
1: Yes, and there is hope that the new varieties will help in meeting market demands and sustaining the livelihoods of small and medium scale entrepreneurs.
0: The net effect will very likely be felt throughout the world, both in consumption and storytelling. Chefs, cooks, food bloggers and foodies will have more content and stories to tell about okra and Africa, the land which it originates. So, Leslie, there you have it. Are you still up for an okra dish? It
1: used to be a fruit, but sure. I'm going to pass by the market on my way home, get some okra, try it as a fruit and then cook it, try it as food.
0: (laughs) Okay, wonderful. So, how will you be enjoying your first okra meal? Roasted, baked, fried, or as in a hot pot of stew? Hmm.
1: I think I like the sound of that deep fried okra you mentioned in the beginning. Hmm. You know?
0: Sounds yummy, yeah?
1: Sure does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Thank you for joining us on this episode of the Changing Narratives Africa podcast. Let's keep the conversation going. Any other little known facts about okra you'd like to share, do tell us. We'd love to hear from you. You can engage with us online through our website. That is www.afchub.org. The Changing Narratives Africa podcast is a product of African Food Changemakers, which is powered by Nourishing Africa and Changing Narratives Africa. Our production partner is Pauqua Stories. You can join our community of African Food change makers through our website, that is afchub.org. This episode has been sponsored by Seagull Family Foundation, Africa No Filter, and Afroxim Bank.